Hello and welcome to High Tea Obsessed. Now, it's been a little while since I've been able to record an episode of this. And you know, I've got great reasons for it. First of all, out here wrapping up my penultimate semester of grad school, writing a huge ass essay. Second, much more importantly, I was out in the trenches taking grenades for my amazing listeners. I was securing the best contributors for this podcast. Two people who I'm lucky enough to be speaking to today, two of my best friends in the world, Mike Barbado and Chris <laughs> Chris Hands. How the hell are you guys today? Bro, it's turkey time in a COVID land. We're Jeez. chilling. That's facts. Same vibes, you know, cutting it down this year, but it's got, you got to do it. Got to yep. keep everyone safe. Got to keep them safe. Got to keep them secure. Otherwise, Cuomo's going to have a difficult conversation with your mother as well as his own. Damn. <laughs> We're not killing the gilfs out here, you know? hate to do that. Good Lord, Chris. Well, thanks for having us back on, Thomas. We, we yeah, love to be it, here. Man. Years of begging you guys. It looks like it finally wore you down a little bit, and you're going to be on here on like a semi-regular basis. That's going to be sick. We're going to put out amazing content, and it's just going to make everything flow better. Everything's going to be sick. Absolutely. A lot of minds to bounce off of. So we're thinking basically going forward, you know, we'll be taking turns, chopping up stuff that we're obsessed with, things that we're interested in. Maybe doing, like we did the first time, doing like a roundtable, bunch of different stuff. Sometimes, like today, it'll be a set topic. And I wanted to hit the ground running. And so I decided on a topic that is an absolute banger, a home run. So today, we're going to be talking about something that has fascinated me for a long time. Something that I talked to you guys about a little bit before. And that is the cryptid creature known as Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Oh, only a little bit before? Just a tad. You know, I don't remember. I talk to people all the time. That camping trip we took, man, you were all about the uh the wood knocking. You were trying to get some uh trying to get some sounds going and try to attract them. Yeah, get some sounds. Oh sightings. yeah, when we were on the on the hike. Yeah. No, not I the hike. Was... When we went to uh up in um No yeah, but Rogers Rock, man. When we were yeah. on the hike during the camping trip. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Because otherwise there were oh, yeah. Russians there and I didn't want to go around wanna... them. We don't want to scare the Russians. Well, but... I feel like they they would they would kick Sasquatch's ass. Russia has its own Sasquatch. So they're familiar. Mm-hmm. They'd probably be like, oh, God, you guys need help. What's good? Putin already tamed him. You think he's riding bears? No, he's riding Bigfoot. <laughs> but anyway, you know, that's what we're going to be digging into on the other side of the break. And welcome back. So, as you guys know, Bigfoot is like the normalist paranormal thing that I'm into. Uh, I'm obsessed with all that unexplained stuff like Bigfoot, ghosts, UFOs, aliens, everything like that. And some of it is a lot weirder than you guys know. I think on that camping trip, I tried to get into like Dogman a little bit maybe. And like the Black Eyed Children, if you remember. Yep, that was a cool story. So there's like all sorts of crazy stuff we can go into. So, like, how interested in the paranormal are you guys? Uh, let's start oh. with Chris. I'd say, I mean, besides uh, walking monkeys in the woods, I, I think the one thing I'm super interested in is UFOs and aliens. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's 100% real, 100% true, and they've absolutely contacted us. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, we, we, saw, we saw a UFO right in your own backyard. Like, that's true. It contacted us like, personally. On, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's this group. We can all attest to it. Mm -hmm. Weird lights going on in the sky. 
completely yeah, sober. Right I would definitely say that um, UFOs are they're they're my they're my like most interested topic just because like Chris said they're the most likely to be real and there's really like not a chance that aliens don't exist. I might be able to argue that they haven't visited us, but mm-hmm. like, I mean, even that's kind of tough. Right at this like, point with like all the recent naval and uh, like Homeland Security disclosures. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But so, yeah, like, there's definitely aliens and it's, the only question is, have they actually been to Earth? I'd say so. Absolutely. But like, the other thing too is like, all right, we got this POTUS guy leaving office right now. Mm-hmm. He's I would expect him to disclose these kind of things on Twitter or yeah, something. That's true. I'm honestly surprised he hasn't. He likes to spill the beans on stuff, so I was just expecting that. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll just have to wait on that. Maybe, maybe like right before he dies or something, he'll tweet it. Maybe he just yeah. doesn't care. He's like, people don't care about aliens. Who knows? That's not true. We care about all the cryptids. We do. And Does he? Paranormals. Does he know that? Hmm. Hmm. Never know. So um, one cool thing about the paranormal is that even seemingly like relatively normal stuff like Bigfoot, which is, you know, presumably just like an undiscovered ape or maybe like a relatominid that survived somehow, which is like you can kind of wrap your head around that to an extent. Uh, even that has like if you dig deep or not even that deep, there's a bunch of crazy layers. So some people think Bigfoot is an alien or like related to alien activity in some way. Some people think he's like a fae folk, a fairy. And there's like a lot of weird things with like UFO abductions, fairies, Bigfoot sightings. There's like weird similarities amongst these things uh, that people have found. Some people think it's like a weird time thing where it's like a parallel universe overlaps into ours and we like see the Bigfoot and that's why you never see any bodies because it's like you're seeing a ghost almost of a Bigfoot. So it's just like weird. Because there's no bodies that, oh, okay. So there's no physical body. Right. Because it's like, you don't add, you're, you're seeing like an aberration of a Bigfoot from an, either an earlier time or like a different world. And they use that to explain um, like no, no bodies being discovered. Yeah. And that's not, that's not like every, you have, uh, no, 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 Bigfoot nobody, person. not everyone's going to say that. No. Right. It's like a, just one of the schools of thought. Because yeah. I did see somewhere that we don't find a lot of bear carcasses mm-hmm. in the uh, woods. Like, we don't usually just find their dead bodies. And, like, even if you were to find, like, like deer we find a little bit, but you usually find, like, a jawbone or, like, part of the... You don't find the whole skeleton. Right, right. And then, like, if you only find part of a Bigfoot skeleton, you'd probably think it's a bear. Oh, You can even see it. That's fair. But depending on what part of it, obviously. Like, if you see a leg bone, you'd be like, oh, damn, that was a bear. Right. And, I mean, even I... It is, like, you can kind of see how it's easy to like confuse those and especially because there's like a huge bear population well not huge but like 700,000 like bear in North America mm-hmm. and I think they estimated only like 10,000 Bigfoot in um, like in North America as well mm-hmm. so it's like just finding that one one off like maybe a jaw let's say you could probably easily confuse that right that's as where... one of the others yeah that kind of plays into like the eyewitness thing too where um I think most serious yeah. Bigfoot researchers would say that most sightings are misidentifications of bears and other things. Leave that to the skeptics and the haters. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, we could spend hours talking about all the weird rabbit hole stuff, but today we're just going to keep it real basic, real simple. Just get into the mainstream Bigfoot type thing and lay out nice. the basic facts. So, 
according to the Batefoot Field Research Organization, or the BFRO, Sasquatch is an Anglicanized version of several indigenous tribes terms uh, that basically mean hairy man. And a lot of Native American and like indigenous Canadian tribes have these myths that line up with what is just like what we today would describe as Bigfoot or Sasquatch. And it's mostly in the Pacific Northwest where that's the case. And then if you stretch, you could say like the Iroquois, for example, had things that are similar to that, but it's, it's a stretch. Yeah. And then there's even like a lot of early explorers or um, prospectors, mountain men, people like that. They've reported in their journal finding weird footprints, encountering like wild men or like hearing crazy sounds at night and their native guides being like, oh, that's the wild man. That's the crazy man. Stuff like that. Um, and there's like two famous examples of that that I'm going to get into near the end. So. All right. In addition to all that stuff, there's reports of Bigfoot like creatures all over the U.S. and the world. In the U.S., it's most probably in the Pacific Northwest, but there's regional sightings. New York has Whitehall, where there was a bunch of um, sightings in the mid-1900s. And Ohio has Whitehall, New York. It's uh, up near Vermont and near the Adirondacks. Yeah, okay. Northeastern Adirondacks. Yeah. Yeah. Ohio has the Grassman which is a basically Bigfoot uh, in the South and like swampy areas has the stunt ape. And then there's a bunch of other, like each state pretty much has its own Bigfoot type creature that you could, so we like, we could do an episode per state basically. It's crazy. <laughs> and then Russia has the Almaste. Australia has the Yowie. China has the wild man. Indonesia has the Orang Pendak. And um, there are slight variations between all these different ones. So like, I believe the Yowie is smaller traditionally than what we have here. And uh, the Almasti is typically smarter than Bigfoot. Like they use fires, apparently, stuff like that. Now, is that based on like aggregates of people sightings or like? Right, have... Yeah. Okay. It's like, so they'll say like in Russia, they typically report seeing a smaller and smarter creature than what we see here. Yeah, that makes sense. So the popular term Bigfoot, which is what most people know the creature as today and kind of why it's almost a joke more than anything else. And that was coined by a journalist in the 1950s. Up till that point, it was like it would be referred to as an orangutan until they discovered gorillas in 1840 and then 1901 with the uh, mountain gorillas. So after that, they, we would hear them described, or you would see, you see them in newspapers and stuff described as people seeing gorillas in the woods. And eyewitnesses in America typically describe a creature between six and 10 feet tall, weighing between 300 and 1,000 pounds. So, you know, there's a depends who sees it when. And I would guess that it's probably around like six feet tall and people, you know, you're scared. You just saw a monster they exaggerated at that point. I, um, I mean, in that video, the, um, mm-hmm. what's the famous one? What's the name of it? The Patterson Gimlet Patterson. film. It does. Yeah. That one does look like a sizable, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like seven, eh, like six, seven. That mm-hmm. seems right. Yeah. Like looking at the surroundings in that video, it definitely seems like, mature fully grown or something yeah I, just, I feel like more at the 10 foot range is a stretch yeah, yeah definitely that's that's definitely upper end so it's probably yeah. like, i'm sure if bigfoot is real there are 10 that's, foot examples of it but that's probably like the alpha upper upper tier right yeah. that's a lot of fear and yeah. um oh yeah a lot of eating they gotta do <laughs> damn too much um so people who have reported bigfoot sightings have reported uh seeing a sasquatch all sorts of colors ranging from white and gray ones, which are typically older ones, but there have been reports of albino Bigfoot, 
Uh, and there's also, you know, like blonder, brown, dark brown, black, reddish, the full, you know, range of hair colors, basically. Now, is that very based on region? Because I'm thinking of like bears, how polar bears adapted to like their environment. It, to an extent, I think I don't. I didn't do a full deep dive on this aspect, but there are regional differences in like the foot uh, casts that are made. So like the south and swamp bank ape, there's uh, typically three foot or three yeah, toe traps instead of five toes, and I think typically those are described as reddish, but um, I could be mistaken. But I think in general the uh, stunt ape is more like orangutan man than um, like man ape, if that makes sense. So like the Bigfoot is typically more like man-like with a touch of ape, and the stunt ape is more ape with a touch of man. But again, like it depends who's reporting seeing it. And like you said, bears and like um, other animals, they have like, depending where you find them, it should be the same species. They just look, their hair color's different, their fur's different colors, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, since Sasquatch would be primates, they would have hair, not fur. And that would partially explain some of the lack of evidence because you know, hair falls out one at a time. It doesn't fall out in patches, typically. So, you know, you're not going to find clumps of Bigfoot fur for that reason. Um, some people say that Bigfoot is nocturnal, which would be rare for a great ape. I, don't, I think they're mostly diurnal, and only lower primates, like lemurs, are nocturnal. So that would, that's probably not true. It's probably not the reason we don't find them. But if they are as intelligent as, you know, some people believe, they could have adapted to avoid humans by becoming nocturnal so it is possible um and there have been reports of like night glow where like their eyes reflect the light at night which would be they would be the only primates that do that similar to like deer yeah similar to like deer and dogs and stuff like yeah. that but they would be the only primates that do that or at least the only great apes oh you know i never realized that that doesn't happen with people yeah well it doesn't happen with like chimps gorillas anything like that so huh. maybe some monkeys or uh lemurs i'm not sure but that's interesting. So in terms of, you know, physical evidence, not a ton to go off of. So in terms of actual evidence, you know, physical evidence, there's not a ton to go off of. Um, obviously, you know, no bodies have officially been found. There are conspiracy theories that the logging industry and the government hide them. Um, but. Wait, what is, what does the logging it, industry have to gain? Uh, yeah. Because if Bigfoot were real, a bunch of areas they logged would be um, like endangered species habitat, and they wouldn't be able to get in there anymore and cut no down way. trees. Yo, there's so I'm many crazy things. So there's this whole theory about the um, Mount St. Helens eruption and how the government discovered Bigfoot then because they all fled from the eruption. And like, um, there's like National Guard reports of finding burnt, burnt up Bigfoots and like evacuating them and putting them in like basically Area 51. No like way. Area 51 Yo. type place. This is why we should. <laughs> this is what I mean. This is like, we could do 70 episodes on Bigfoot. <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> a million crazy things. That's cool. That's funny. I see a spinoff coming already. And then like, <laughs> if we were to be like, oh, we're just a paranormal podcast, people would send us their stories at, like, once we got big enough, and then we could just do whole episodes just on that. Nice. Hey, there we go. Something to look forward to? Anyway. You know, so despite the bodies, there is some evidence. First and foremost, there are obviously the thousands and thousands of eyewitness accounts. Some of them compelling, some of them obviously are not. You know, they're all the National Enquirer type, Bigfoot stole my baby, Bigfoot ate my baby, I'm having Bigfoot's baby, like all those type of crazy stories. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some are seemingly legit. Yeah. 
So did they ever do a follow up with the baby one? Like when the woman gave birth, was it half Bigfoot? <laughs> um, you know, I don't think it's worth the time, so <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> um, but you know, like obviously not in a position where anyone's ever told me their Bigfoot story before. But uh, I listen to a bunch of podcasts where they do, and or like they do conferences and stuff, and random people will come up to them at a Bigfoot conference and just be like, "This is my story." I was a lifelong hunter, saw this thing, haven't gone back in the woods since. It'll be like a 70-year-old man. It's like, why is a 70-year-old man going to a, a Sasquatch convention to lie to some random guy? You know what I mean? Like some weird stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, most Bigfoot encounters are probably explainable. Probably someone saw a bear walking up right at the wrong time or something like that. Uh, and then there are all these reports, though, of like, Hunters, park rangers, forestry officials, people who basically live and spend most of their time in the woods, and they've seen creatures, and they're like, you know, I've hunted bears, I've seen bears before, I was sitting in my tree stand, and this thing walked under me and grabbed my foot, like, it was not a bear. There's, like, all sorts of stories where it's, like, either they were, they're lying, and again, like, most of the time, it's, like, why would they be lying? It's weird, and some, some of those definitely are lies, too. There's all these stories where it's either they're lying or they're telling the truth. Yeah, as is life. That's his life. You just gotta get someone to, without their iPhone, quick take a take a nice video, some good evidence. Right, but here's the thing: like, how many times have you been like, "Oh, the moon looks really cool." You try to take a picture of it, it looks like shit. True. And it's like we got these fancy iPhones now. Yeah. Like you try like a bird is outside or something. You try to take a picture. It's too blurry. And then like, imagine you're seeing a monster and your hands are shaking. Yeah. It's like. I feel like maybe someone could have gotten a photo by now, but also like, what if you're, if you're hunting, you probably don't have your phone readily accessible pretty yeah. very easily. I, you would know more than us, Mike. I was on my phone a lot. Um, I was a pretty, <laughs> pretty lazy hunter. Right. We got to send you to the Pacific Northwest. You can commission tweeting, me out there. Tweeting all day. Yeah. And man, no deer, no bait foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like one one of the biggest problems is when people go out to intentionally do something, it's harder to find the end result. So it's like if you go out in the woods to find Bigfoot, I feel like it's a lot more disappointing than being in the woods and seeing either Bigfoot or something that resembles it. Right. Like it's it's like one of those uh did you do it do the results of an experiment change because they're observed? It's like one of yeah. those type things. If you try to find Bigfoot, you never will, but if you don't, you will. Oh yeah. So, you know, in addition to these eyewitness reports, we also have recorded sounds. And, you know, they're usually primate-like sounds, hoots, whistles, things that people don't think could be made by uh, animals indigenous to North America. But, you know, these things I'm usually pretty skeptical about, any sounds that people use, because all sorts of animals make sounds that you would think were like a person or like a primate. So like coyotes scream, basically. When I got lost hiking this summer, I heard, I think it was a bird. I hope it was a bird, but something just going, hey, 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 over and over. And it's wow. like, you know. That would be frightening, yeah. yeah I, I know, I would scared. not like that. <laughs> um, but it was like, you know, that's not ideal. I was like, probably a mockingbird or something, but <laughs> still very scary. It's like, you know, if you, if you wanted to, I could very easily just be like, that was some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of primate. Probably but human, I mean, I but... feel like, I don't know, you feel like 
there are local experts, I, I right. guess, on the um, the life, and then they would be able to identify right. um, what's in the you know. Yeah, like oh, yeah, a yeah. biologist or something that's familiar. Right. That's so. Like, if an expert has been like, either I don't know what this is, or that they think that a certain sound is primate light or a primate, then I give it more credence. But in general, I'm very skeptical about sound. Sure. Evidence. Okay. Because so, yeah, not every single video is going to have expert. Right. Um, yeah. So some famous examples of you know Sasquatch sounds are the Sierra sounds, also called the samurai sounds, which have been described as pretty language-like. And there's some wood knocking in the video. There's like all the sorts of evidence that you have. Does so, it involve video with it or is it just an audio file? Um, I think it depends where you find it, but I think there is a video associated with it. But um, I've listened to it mostly. I think at some point I did see a video of it, but it's not so, like, it's not like a Sasquatch encounter. It's like two guys hunting, I think, and they recorded audio once they started hearing it. Have you guys heard of wood knocking? I was just going to ask for you to actually go into that more. I, my understanding is that it's like, um, uh, it's just like, it, it's a form of communication. Yeah. Obviously. Right. So like people who report hearing like wood being hit against a tree. So like you take a big stick and go bump, bump, bump. Like Morse code type of thing. Not really like in a code, just like, you know, nothing can do that besides a human or a primate. And they'll be like, I'm, five hours in the woods like on a solo backcountry camp trip there's nothing out here but me yeah again i usually like every time i go hiking i would knock just as a joke so i think most wood knocking is probably people like me just like <laughs> doing it just to see if anything happens and people yeah. are like oh my god <laughs> but you know when you're when you hear it from someone like deep out there right someone nice. that's more isolated yeah and then um so like kind of related to these sounds um do you know les stroud the survivor man that was on discovery channel um yeah, so he was like he was like the more legit bear grills where he would go out by himself with his own and like with his own cameras and set them up to record his stuff and so he would just like spend periods of time living in the woods because he's just a survivalist outdoor type guy and so one time he was doing that on this island in alaska and it was just him and like uh the guide that he was with and he could see the guy, like he knew where the dude was. And he hears rustling in a bush. And then he hears like literally like monkey noises. Not going to do them here, but you know, like picture Joe Rogan doing his thing. And it's like <laughs> straight up gorilla primate noises. And then he went, he like turned to look at it and the thing ran off. And it was dark. So he like, he didn't see it. But you know, why would he lie for no reason? He's already famous. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then so, like... Yeah. Nothing makes that, no, nothing hoots like that. I mean, the only thing I can, yeah, he's already famous, so. I mean, like, maybe, he, I don't know if maybe he only started bringing that up after the show was over or something, yeah. but, like, he's been pretty consistent that he thinks there's something out there. That's cool. That's interesting. Has he tried going back and, like, doing a spinoff show or, like, he, I think one season of Survivor Man is dedicated to him, like, trying to find Bigfoot, and he, like, talked to a bunch of people. It's not just him in the woods just like with his camera but you know there's like a million people who've tried to find bigfoot on shows and stuff and they never work yeah isn't uh, it like um isn't it common belief that they can swim right like they they are like pretty good swimmers um i don't know i haven't actually like because i think i was reading somewhere like in the british isles mm -hmm. that um there was like some sort of like there was uh sightings or like people heard 
similar to the story in Alaska mm-hmm. where it's like, Oh, this place is only accessible if you're able to swim mm-hmm. and it's only like livable if you can swim. So, yeah. Interesting. So I would assume so, but if they are really like as heavy as people say they are, like, right. I, it would be hard to swim. So I can't imagine they're swimming distances, but I would guess that they can swim. Okay. Yeah. I like, I think gorillas can swim. So I would assume probably similar. Yeah. Um, so back to the to circle back to the Sierra sounds, samurai sounds. There was this uh, one guy who was a cryptologic linguist for the Navy. His name was Scott Nelson, and uh, he listened to these sounds. He was just coincidentally he was like helping his son do a report on Bigfoot. His son was in like middle school, and his son was like, "What does Bigfoot sound like?" So they Google it. These sounds come up, and you know he's literally he's trained to identify languages that he listens to in audio. And so he hears it and he's like, that's definitely a language. And whoever's doing it is definitely not human. And again, this is like an example. It's an expert in his field who says this. And Mike, you actually are the one who told me about this. So like people, after he made this uh, claim, people started sending sounds to him. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Yes. Yeah, so I guess um, once he kind of like said something about this, um, people would try to send him sound sound bites to disprove his findings and then he was kind of easily able to identify the ones that were faked mm-hmm. and um like a lot of what they sent were what we were talking about earlier like sounds of birds or bears coyotes like any small animals big animals mm-hmm. anything that would make any sort of noise that can travel even like insects could sometimes confuse you i know cicadas are really loud and annoying right. But, you know, similar stuff to that. And he was, he was pretty easily able to identify which ones were, like, could have been languages. And, and I'm pretty sure most of them were fake. It actually mm-hmm. didn't say. But, but, yeah, like, just easily identifiable, obviously not languages. So, you know, again, compelling. He wasn't tricked. And he's not, like, a Bigfoot guy who was obsessed with Bigfoot before he heard these sounds. He heard these sounds and then he was like, oh. Bigfoot might be out there now. So there's no confirmation bias at play where he was like a Bigfoot researcher and was like, that's definitely Bigfoot. Yeah. I I think the wild card at play there, though, is the son uh, doing the project on Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. That might have, this might have been done to incentivize like his son's curiosity. I'm not trying to come in here and be the skeptic, but I'm like, that that right there just seems like a weird correlation. You got to be skeptic. Interesting, Chris. Interesting. Are you calling Scott Nelson a liar? Nah. Man seems like a good guy, good parent, you know, and an expert in his field. I know nothing about expert in his field. He's going to be on <laughs> next week, do? Chris. I'm going to call him and be like, Scott, come on. Scott, come get We're going to ambush Chris. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in addition to, you know, the audio evidence um, and the eyewitness accounts, we have photographic and video evidence. Now, almost everything, I don't know if you guys have ever searched on YouTube for Sasquatch videos, Bigfoot videos, almost all of them are either immediately, you're like, this is ridiculous, or once you watch it like twice, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And strangely, the best piece of footage, the best evidence is the Patterson-Dimlin film, which is also the first example of this type of evidence. But uh, we're going to skip that for now, get back into it a little bit later. Um, so photographic evidence, footprint, uh, photographic evidence, video evidence, not great, but 
we do have one piece of evidence that is actually legitimately pretty strong. And that is the footprints that have, and the plaster casts of these footprints that have been found and collected throughout the years. So, you know, like all the other quote unquote evidence, a lot of these footprints, footprints can be thrown out as fakes, or, you know, you look at them and it's like, it's a stretch, maybe two bear prints melted in the snow, something weird happened like that. A lot of them can be ruled out. Uh, but some of them are very good, very interesting, very compelling. And, you know, don't take my word for it. These have attracted the attention of real anthropologists, uh, most notably a dude who has his doctorate in this. He's dedicated dozens of years to studying ancient hominid feet, gait, locomotion, all that stuff, like the evolution of primate feet, primate locomotion, that whole, like literally the expert of this thing. And that is Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum who is, you know, one of, if not the most qualified person to make a determination about whether Sasquatch footprints could be attributed to a real creature. And uh, guess what? He does attribute them to a real creature. He believes that these footprints are indicative of not only a creature that used to be around, that is currently around. Hey. So um, this is, again, he wasn't a Bigfoot guy. He saw the Patterson-Dimlin film when he was a kid. And he was like, that's fake. Don't believe in it at all. And then when he was a little bit older, he found a couple footprints himself in the woods. So in an interview with BYU Ida, Dr. Meldrum said, I've studied fossilized footprints in Hawaii and Africa and all around the world. I've looked at the fossilized foot skeletons of our early hominid ancestors, as well as our close ancestors, the great apes. And so with that background, I was brought face to face with very fresh 14 to 15 inch long traps. So, you know, he's literally an expert in this. He finds these traps and he says that where he found these footprints, uh, there was mist around and the dirt was basically clay. And that these traps were so fresh that he could see the ridge lines like you have in your uh, handprints and feet, you know, like the little lines that go all through that. Okay. He could see the ridge lines on them. So he was like, this can't be fake. Did he follow the footprints? Or? I guess not. He didn't really get into it after that in the interview I found. Um, but again, like before he saw these footprints, he was a skeptic. So, you know, it's not confirmation bias at play. He wasn't looking for these at all. You're probably asking yourself at this point, what does a footprint of a Sasquatch look like? So typically they are flatter and broader and longer than a human print. Uh, they don't have the arches like a human footprint. They're just one flat, almost slab type thing. And they don't have the thumb like toes of great apes. They have a more human-like big toe. So, you know, sort of a bridge between great apes and humans. Yeah. Um, Unless you know, you're in the uh, south where there's only yeah, three. Only the three toes, yeah. yeah. But that's like a whole different thing. That'd be the swamp ape episode or stunt ape episode. Yeah. This is just about Bigfoot. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's all the, you know, compelling evidence. Uh, of course, there's also allegations of scat, fur found. You know, ne none of those have ever yielded any DNA results that are real or conclusive or held up to peer review. There have supposedly been examples where hair has been examined and found to be near human or near human and unknown primate in origin. And that's the, uh, you know, they studied the morphology of the hair, I guess, but not enough to prove anything. What does that mean? The morphology? Yeah. Um, I think it's like the texture of the hair type of okay. thing. Like they can, they look at it through a microscope and can see it at like a crazy level. And they okay. can kind of determine what species it came from based on that. Yeah. 
almost like a fingerprint sort of yeah sort of like that but not for like not on individual my knowledge only on a it might be i'm not you know not an expert in morphology nope so there have been samples that have been identified as something that is unknown apparently but i don't know if like someone else reviewed them or like i don't know necessarily to the extent that morphology is accepted as a mainstream science it might be pseudoscience and then you know there's also stories of hunters finding animal carcasses in like trees where there's no big cats that could have done that there was one podcast i listened to where there was a case where like i think it was a deer or a wild boar and half the body was in one area and then the other half was several hundred feet away but no like no evidence that it was dragged so something picked it up and moved it there and it could be you know poachers maybe some just degenerate people who abuse animals stuff like that but it's like deep in the woods where only hunters would go Ooh. and most you know yeah. hunters have honor yeah you would hope you would hope exactly and, you know, most yeah. probably do. There's like, a, you know, like unspoken code gentleman's agreement type of thing going on. Sure. So there's like, and you know, a lot of circumstantial type evidence, basically. Going back, I do want to just talk about um, that expert that you brought up with the, um, the movements, the legs. Yes. I do think now I'm going to, I'm going to be a skeptic. Okay. Um, about Jeff? Is, huh? You know, step, step to Jeff, dude? Oh, of course. Oh my God. Um, it is, it's just kind of funny to me and I'm kind of, I want to relate to Chris's point where it's the, the expert, like the guy for the job mm-hmm. down the feet. Yeah. Like at, what, I, I just want to know what the odds are. I don't know. You know, I'm like that's a, gotta yeah, be, you're the math guy. I was even talking about that. Like that's such a niche field to be in. Like, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you find yourself there? And then you find Bigfoot's feet or steps like i don't know so i just think i think it's interesting and like if if that's just luck then that's mm -hmm. fucking awesome i think parts of idaho are considered the pacific northwest it's not all like plains like you think i think part of it is basically you know seattle vancouver type all those crazy trees type british columbia type stuff okay so that's probably a part of it and then also like maybe someone sent him a cast beforehand i don't maybe that's the order maybe uh i misread the interview I, so i don't i don't know the odds but no, it is, it is crazy <laughs> that like the guy, one of the guys most qualified to find bigfoot footprints and like identify them did and i don't i mean like if that leads to it uh you know it being discovered or determined real animal just based on his expertise and finding enough legitimate footprints it's very fortunate but that would be unreal but you know i think oh, yeah. he's been beating this drum for like at least i mean at least 12 years now but i think longer than that and there hasn't he hasn't made a lot of head headway with his colleagues and it's not like he's the only person who studies exactly what he studies other people have and of they not, don't right. agree with him damn but like you know i keep fighting like i'm not one of the people that study those so when i see that and you know i want to believe bigfoot's real and i hear him saying An that this evidence is that, real right. and the naval yeah. guy scott nelson saying it's real i'm like you know that's enough for me yeah okay not no, literally mean, but like you know right it's, right hurts my all ears intensive up. purposes i'm like that's nice yeah now it's i can start to, to believe going on it. right so you guys good on evidence you feel like you've said your pieces um yeah i mean i feel like yeah I, I, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied okay so now we're going to delve into the patterson gimlin film so patterson gimlin film 
probably the most fam famous piece of uh, Bigfoot footage ever recorded, the most famous piece of evidence. I think most people kind of like have heard of it. Uh, had you guys heard of it before I sent it to you? If I had seen it and then you said, this is this, I would have been like, oh, okay. Okay. I wouldn't have known its name. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's like I never knew what the name of the video was. I used to see it on Nat Geo, the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. However, I have never seen it in 4K until... That was my next question, yeah. That, that was pretty cool yeah. to see. The 4K, mm -hmm. that changes it. Yeah, the stabilized uh, version is uh, much better. Mm -hmm. So, oh, yeah. you know, if you're a listener, somehow you haven't seen the Patterson-Dimlin film, you probably have. It's just, it's the video of Bigfoot walking across the clearing. It turns to look at the camera. Uh, they recreate it in Elf and a bunch of other movies. So that's where that's from. Uh, just do a quick YouTube search. You'll find it. So the story behind it is that this dude named Roger Patterson and this other guy named Bob Gimlin, they went out to record uh, a Sasquatch documentary and spent a ton of time doing this. They didn't like just go into the woods one day looking for Bigfoot and then find Bigfoot, which is something that skeptics allege. So they go to Bluff Creek, California, because there are a lot of Bigfoot reports in the area, but mostly people have reported seeing footprints there. So they went to China, try to record this uh, footprints and to get a cast of them. And so they're riding there on horseback and their horse gets spooked by the Sasquatch and they don't see it at first. And their horse gets spooked. Roger gets thrown from the horse, pops up. And that's why the footage is all terrible and shaky. So he's like, fell off his horse, has to grab the camera and run up, try to like stabilize it back in like 1967 camera technology. So he gets that and publishes it. They run out of film, of course, and their horses are freaking out. So they got to go. And so a little later, uh, a third dude goes there and gets cast of the footprints that the creature left. It follows the tracks like of the video. And he says that um, the, Bigfoot actually sat and watched them leave. Like, I mean, he doesn't know that it watched them leave, but the Bigfoot like went up out of sight of the video and then just sat there for a little bit. Yeah. So presumably it watched them leave. Wow. Yeah. Now with that being said, it's, mm -hmm. is it, uh, well, I, out of the three of us, I consider you the expert. Um, okay. So um, Bigfoot's behavior in the video and mm -hmm. in, reports and accounts of him or mm -hmm. it or they them yes <laughs> um it seems like bigfoot doesn't seem threatened by humans right. it seems or, pretty like, chill yeah and like in this case the horses are freaking the like heck out like how come it's not Say reacting jumping or See, that is that is one question because a lot of the time people report bigfoot's being scared sasquatch being scared yeah so that one seems pretty chill so you know that is one like one hole in it yeah, a sure. lot of um, a lot of reports also say that well, not reports, but there's actually no reports of Bigfoot causing harm to humans. Um, I mean, there are, but it's like, you know, how deep do you want to go? How True. much are you willing to believe? Yeah. You know, I actually watched a horror movie about this, and it was um, it's called Bluff Creek. It's basically like a husband and wife go to record a documentary about Bigfoot, and they like go back in the deep woods and get killed by Bigfoot. <laughs> and it's like just a little weird independent film and it was like it's pretty good it's cool because it. like um while bigfoot's like outside their tent they you know they don't add stupid and go out there they act like you would and they just like 
basically cry and sit in their tent and freak out. <laughs> Just, you know, it's kind of nice. Oh, yeah. And the That's star terrible. of that, Bryce Johnson, he has his own like cryptozoology podcast, which is kind of cool. It's called the Bigfoot Collectors Club. Okay. It's him and some other uh, actor named Mike McMillan, I think. And they just kind of like talk about all sorts of crazy paranormal stuff. Only started delving into it after I watched that uh, movie. But it seems okay. Seems pretty good. But so back to Patterson Gimlin. People have report, you know, people have come out over the years. They've been like, I was the guy in the suit. I made the suit that they use for the video. Uh, but, you know, nobody's ever been able to prove it. All the people that have said they made the suit, they haven't brought the suit out of where they're keeping it. They haven't sure. been able to reproduce it. Or, and, like, people have tried to reproduce it, including people who claim to have made it. And it's, like, nowhere close. It doesn't match the proportions or, like, the gate at all. It's all very fake, and you can tell. Yeah. Um, some people say, you know, Hollywood special effects... People, uh, some people are like, no way they could have faked that in the 67. Weird. Like, there's all, it just depends what you want to believe, basically. Yeah. There's evidence on both sides. Would those people also have said that the moon landing, probably? Some people, so, yeah. So, if you, if you think that the moon landing was faked, you probably can't believe in Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They also, same people faked Bigfoot. They probably think Patterson and Gimlin faked the moon landing. I mean, you might as well. Like, if you can fake Bigfoot. And then JFK got on the horn and was like, yo, I want them. Get me those guys. <laughs> Called NASA and said, I got you. <laughs> uh, and then like all the people who, it's mostly like this one guy who says he was in the suit. Um, and, you know, his timeline doesn't really match up with when Roger and Bob were in Bluff Creek and like nobody in Bluff Creek saw him at that time. They're all like, no, know. Roger and Bob were alone. And like, granted, you know, if he, they were faking it, they probably wouldn't parade him around or like with <laughs> them. But someone probably, like he probably would have been in town. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he would have been hiding necessarily because they didn't know what was going on. It's not they're like, hey, we're here to shoot Bigfoot. True. So it's like, they probably wouldn't have been seen with him, but he probably would have been seen. Somewhere. Yeah. When you watch the video, can't really make out anything. When you watch it restored and especially when you watch it stabilized, I think that it looks very compelling. You really uh, start to notice a lot of like details, like and there are right. intricacies to what is like what what is actually happening in the video. Right. It looks very natural the way the Bigfoot moves. And there's like they made a Bigfoot suit and there's like it's very clearly a female. It has like breasts and like uh stuff like that. Yeah. And again, it doesn't seem to be walking in like a human-like manner. Right. And like people have said that the uh, proportions are off for like, you would have to do crazy, like you'd have to put mechanical stuff in the suit in order to make it move like that, which would have been impossible, I guess, back then. And at such speeds too. Yeah. Like it, it moves very naturally. And then in, in, a, um, in a very awkward human walk, like it would be tough for right. one of us to pull this off at that speed in a giant suit like in yes. a seven foot tall suit and mm-hmm. like leave the tracks that somebody a third guy not associated with them found yep oh did um, that that is that tr- uh true like yeah someone else went back oh. after that and cast footprints of that of the really? tracks. yeah that's the guy that said that he's like he saw where the sasquatch sat after they left okay okay so it's a different person <laughs> not one of them damn 
Um, and then I feel like when you watch the restored version, you can see the muscles move. It looks like when, like, you know, if you watch uh, a breakdown video of it, yeah, you can see like the leg muscle move and the, um, the arm shoulder muscle jowls. So I just think it does seem compelling to me, but it's, you know, nothing else shot since has been. Yeah. It is nuts that this film is, it's from 67. This is, this is it. And this is like, this is what I was looking at just the other day and I was like, oh, wow, this is really good evidence, actually. Yeah. Like, this is, this is actually something that's kind of compelling. Mm-hmm. It's just it, 67. Right. And <laughs> yeah. there are, like, you know, there are reports that Roger Patterson, uh, Patterson was a con man. So there, there is, like, reason to doubt it. But the video itself does look very good. And, like, nobody has even been able to fake a video as well as they did if it's fake. Well, you can't you can't really softball in Pattinson being a, a con artist. Well, it's not. It's like people have alleged it, but then also people have excuses for him. It's like same kind of thing, which like depends who you want to believe. So like people would have been like he's writing bad checks, and then he was like, I didn't mean to. Like my brother-in-law was supposed to fund me for this, so then when I wrote the checks, I thought I had his funding, but I didn't. So it's just like huh. it is sketchy. He does seem like. That is like a little, uh-oh, wish, uh, wish it was just Bob Gimlin type of thing. Right. Because he was like, um, he was like a heavy, heavy weight boxer, cowboy, like rodeo. He's in the Rodeo Hall of Fame, apparently. Like just a faint, like, you know, placid old Western guy. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. So, you know, doubt he's lying. You know, he's a bare knuckle boxer, cowboy. Just he, all these does tell the truth. Everyone knows it. <laughs> well, they, um, Patterson has since passed. Yes. And he went to his grave to saying that uh, it was like it was it was a real animal that we saw out there. Right. And, and since his, his um, wife still says that. And so does Gimlin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Les Stroud actually, I watched a video on YouTube last night, and it was like forty minute interview of just them talking about it. And he just seems like he seems like basically he was saying like for thirty five years after that video, my life was hell. Like I didn't benefit at all from this. <laughs> like. Well, I would have I would have come clean at some point, basically. Yeah. But if, right, I, if we faked it, I would have been like, leave me alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. Please. Because <laughs> like, even like at this point, he's an old man. And people yeah. are always like, was it real? Was it real? Like, he probably just wants to be left alone. So right. if it was, he'd probably just be like, this is fake. I mean, I would ask him if it was real if I saw him. Right. Like, if you saw him and we're like, oh, that's Bob Gimlin. Let me ask him quick. Yeah. So I probably got to like fake him out though be like you're a hero thank god you did that and then be like so was it real <laughs> yeah exactly. <And> probably punch <laughs> you, gotta, you out butter him up a little bit <laughs> yeah gas him up and you're set and then he just goes bah, and you're done on the floor lights out there you go all right so i promise you guys two good stories one of them probably not true one of them money you ready Ooh, you gotta tell us i'm ready first money or not true I think right. we should start with the worst first. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so this is one of the most famous Bigfoot type stories. And um, so have you guys heard of Albert Ostman? No, I don't think I'm familiar. Okay. So basically this guy, he was a prospector in uh, 1924. He's camping out in British Columbia. Wait, you? I do know about this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he claims that he was abducted by a Sasquatch one night while camping He's in his sleeping bag. He's got his rifle and like a couple other goodies in there with him because he had been hearing weird noises that sketched him out. He says he's sleeping, gets 
lifted up and he wakes up and something carries him over its shoulder for three hours. Um, and then it drops him off, right? And this is, okay, drops him off and it's a male Sasquatch. And he, I don't, he didn't describe it as a Sasquatch at this point. He's just like a, like a hairy man. Um, so carries him for three hours, drops him off. It's the male that abducted him, female, who was his, you know, his mate, his wife, and then two children, a male and a female child. Uh, he says that they communicated in grunts, whistles, other sounds, and that they basically held him hostage for six days. And, like, he was able to do everything, like, make food for himself, do all that stuff, set up a camp, but they didn't let him leave. Like, if he, they would kind of, like, dart him, watch him type of thing if he started edging towards the, uh, out of the clearing, I guess. So he says that he was able to escape because the male Sasquatch was very interested in all his stuff. And so, you know, he took some snuff from his snuff box, offers it to the Sasquatch. Sasquatch takes a humongous pinch, just eats it. <laughs> He's freaking out, runs to the river to like splash his mouth out, and dude just dips. Oh my God. The guy just dips and hears them like freaking out. Um, so Osman tells the story to a newspaper in 1954, uh, because he says it was, um, a lot of people had started reporting these stories by then. And so he felt comfortable coming forward with it. Um, so yeah, kind of a weird story. Yeah. I remember, uh, seeing the, the crappy recreation of it with like the, the fake Sasquatch drinking the coffee. On History Channel? On, uh, Monster Quest? Yep. I've seen it. <laughs> you know, Monster Quest was ridiculous, but it slapped. Oh man, dude, the animation on that though, oof. I do remember that. That's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, I think I think we I played it for you guys the other uh, when you hung out when you were here uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Isn't and then Monster Quest to kind of go off on a little bit of tangent. They're the same ones that did the thing with um, the mermaid, right? No, that was Animal That was not, Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it yeah, was that like was bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. It was like in that time period, National Geographic to a lesser extent, but like Discovery Channel, History Channel, Animal Planet, they were all doing these like Bigfoot pseudoscience cryptozoology type shows. And they caught a lot of flack. And like yeah. Animal Planet and Discovery Channel were faking documentaries. And the History Channel also made one where they like fake captured a Bigfoot. But I think after so after the mermaid one, all of them put like huge disclaimers up there, like fake, not real type stuff. <laughs> but the first time the mermaid one aired, they didn't do that, so people thought it was real. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty pissed. <laughs> God damn, mermaids aren't real. <laughs> there is actually like a whole uh, aquatic ape theory that we could delve into another time. That's like kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I I'm familiar with that one. <laughs> it's a cool idea. But yeah, so you know, like I said earlier, there was all these reports from prospectors, mountain men of seeing Sasquatch like creatures. And a lot of them, oh, they didn't tell anyone. They just kind of like wrote about it in their diary, their journal type thing. But some of them, like our boy, Albert Osman, he came forward. He said, look at me. So there is that. Once he, once he felt comfortable and there was a shit ton of reports, he came mm-hmm. out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so the other story, I think you guys are going to really like so before I get into that, um, I mentioned, you know, Les Stroud believes in Bigfoot. A couple other celebrities do as well. Or, and 
um, experts. So one person who is very open to the idea of Bigfoot or a similar ape in North America is Jane Goodall. So again, she's, you know, an expert. She, yeah, she is, she discovered a bunch of things about chimpanzees. She discovered that they use tools and was like kind of broke ground as a field researcher of primates and she believes in Bigfoot. So, you know, that is very compelling to me as well. Uh, she's just, you know, great person, very nice lady, conservation, good stuff. We're going to get her on the pod one day. It's a goal. We got to do it quick though. So we got to blow up. Just say, either she's dying or dead. Or is she something. dying? I don't know. I don't think she's dead. She's old though. She's like 86. Yeah. That's, she's like, exactly 86. Does it say dead? We're good. She's still alive. She's Jane, come on, high key obsessed. <laughs> Let's get her on. I'm so down. Let's do it. So, you know, you know who else might have believed in Bigfoot? A great American hero, a great American president, Teddy what? Roosevelt. Naturally. Oh, of course. So, you guys know I love Teddy Roosevelt. I don't know how anyone could blame me. Dude slapped. <laughs> So in his 1893 memoir, The Wilderness Hunter, our boy Teddy wrote about a story relayed to him by this trapper named Bauman. And it's a really good story. So I'm going to like read and then paraphrase parts of this story because it's pretty long. But, um, you know, Teddy's a really good writer. So some parts I'm just going to quote the whole thing. Nice. Worth it. So this is how it goes. Um, He writes about this guy named Bauman who was a hunter and a trapper. And... Uh, Bauman and his friend go trapping for beaver in this area that had a bad reputation because earlier another hunter had been found there torn to pieces. So people at the time were like grizzly bear. No big deal. Uh, Bauman and his friend, not too worried about it. They're like, we're, we're tough men. We're rutted. I don't care about a bear. Uh, so they get to the area they plan on trapping and they made a little brushling to set up their camp a little bit, put their pats down and then go upstream to start setting traps at dusk. They're like getting dark. Let's head back to camp and they get back to their camp, find it totally destroyed. Um, they assume it's a bear obviously. And you know, it rummaged through all their things, everything scattered around and their lean to was destroyed. And it also left footprints all throughout their site, which at first they didn't pay any attention to. So now I'm going to quote uh, Teddy Roosevelt for a little bit. While Bauman was making ready supper, it being already dark, his companion began to examine the tracks more closely and soon took a brand from the fire to follow them up. Where the intruder had walked along game trail after leaving the camp, when the brand flickered out, he returned and took another, repeating his inspection of the footprints very closely. Coming back to the fire, he stood by it a minute or two, peering out into the darkness and suddenly remarked, Bauman, that bear has been walking on two legs. Bauman laughed at this, but his partner insisted that he was right. And upon again examining the tracks with a torch, they certainly did seem to be made by, uh, by but two paws or feet. However, it was too dark to make sure. After discussing whether the footprints could possibly be those of a human, and coming to the conclusion that they could not be, the two men rolled up in their blankets and went to sleep under the lean-to. At midnight, Bauman was awakened by some noise and sat up in his blankets. As he did so, his nostrils were struck by a strong wild beast odor, and he thought the loom and he caught the loom of a great body in the darkness at the mouth of the lean-to. 
Grasping his rifle, he fired at the vague, threatening shadow, but must have missed, for immediately afterwards, he heard that smashing of the underwood as the thing, whatever it was, rushed off into the impenetrable blackness of the forest and the night. After this, the two men slept but little, setting up the rekindled fire, but they heard nothing more. In the morning, they started out to look at the few traps they had set the previous evening and put out new ones. By an unspoken agreement, they kept together all day, returning to camp towards evening. On nearing it, they saw, hardly to their astonishment, that the lean-to had again been torn down. So that's like the beginning of the story, first encounter. Uh, I had forgot to mention in the, you know, sort of preliminary Bigfoot evidence section, a lot of people report this terrible smell, which uh, Bauman reports to Teddy Roosevelt, and gorillas also, they, they excrete this crazy smell when they are frightened. So that's, you know, another sort of myth matches the reality of a real species type of thing. So, um, you know, a primate could do that, basically. It's not, like, completely unheard of. Yeah. And this is, you know, Teddy Roosevelt relaying this story in 1893 before anybody was making this stuff up, before they knew that gorillas to do that. Hmm. Yeah. And right, so. can, can you zero out, or can you... Uh, can you explain it with, like, a bear sighting or anything, or... Oh, you mean this story? Yeah, like this oh, there's story. there's more to it. Hold on. Did they describe the, the, the footprints or anything? Or? No, I'm quoting uh, verbatim. They don't really go into it. Yeah. But, um, hold on. Let me get back to this. Oh, yeah. So, they come back from uh, their traps the second day. Camp is totally destroyed again. Footprints are all... There's new footprints, and it snowed. So, new footprints and fresh right. snow. And they agree to like something walking on two legs again. So there have been bears that, you know, injure a paw and train themselves to walk on two feet. So 24 seven. Totally impossible. Yes. And That's they, awesome. like, wow. it looks natural when they do that, <laughs> but it's not. So it's like, it's not impossible, but they don't mention any like claws or anything. Yeah. They just mentioned that um, it was, they say two paws or feet, but not human feet. So it's like, it's weird that these two experienced hunters, like, or like, could these be human feet, basically? Right, they like, didn't know for sure. Because, like, bare footprints don't look like human feet. Yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, they're freaked out by this, obviously. They come back again, it's all messed up. And this night, they stay up all night, taking turns sleeping once stays guard, and they have, they did a bunch of lobs and made a huge fire that they keep going all night as well. Uh, so I'm going to quote again for a little bit. About midnight, thing came back down through the forest opposite across the brook and stayed there on the hillside for nearly an hour they could hear the branches crackle as it moved about and several times it uttered a harsh grating long drawn moan a peculiar sound sinister sound so you know again we got like reports of a sound matching the modern evidence type of thing um paraphrasing again the creature wanted to go near the fire so that night they didn't really it didn't really come close because they had the huge fire going, but the previous night it was like right in their campsite, right outside the lean-to. Yeah, where the fire was kind of dying, right? It was dead the first night. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then oh, they okay. they got up and rekindled it. Yep. And it, like they see the creature that comes towards them, it's on two feet. It's not like on four legs. Yeah. Um. So you know, they're obviously very freaked out at this point and they're like, okay, so we're going to get up out on up out of here this afternoon. So they're like, let's catch our, catch our traps and they're doing this and it takes longer than they thought. So it's getting dark again a little bit 
So Bauman's friend is like, I'm going to go to camp, get us ready to leave. You get the rest of the beaver pelts. So they split up and do that. Bauman starts getting the beaver pelts and one of them is like stuck in a weird way. So it takes him way longer than he thought it would to get back to camp. So by the time he does, it's nearly dark again. And um, so let me get back to this. On first leaving camp, they had the disagreeable sensation of being followed. In the dense spruce thickets, they occasionally heard a branch snap after they had passed. And now and then there were slight rustling noises among the small pines to one side of them. At noon, they were back within a couple miles of camp. In the high, bright sunlight, their fears seemed absurd to the two armed men, accustomed as they were, through long years of lonely wandering in the wilderness, to face every kind of danger from man, brute, or element. So that's when they split up at that point. Yeah. Um, so he, Bauman returns to camp, finds a fire burned out, everything's all scattered about again, and it gets worse from there. And Teddy relays it as stepping forward again. He shouted, and as he did so, his eye fell on the body of his friend, stretched beside the trunk of a great fallen spruce. Rushing towards it, the horrified trapper found that the body was still warm, but that the neck was broken, while there were four great vein marks in the throat. The footprints of the unknown beast creature, printed deep in the soft soil, told the whole story. The unfortunate man, having finished his packing, had sat down on the spruce, uh, spruce lawed with his face to the fire and his back to the dense woods to wait for his companion. While thus waiting, his monstrous assailant, which must have been lurking in the woods, waiting for the chance to catch one of the adventurers unprepared, came silently up from behind, walking with long, noiseless steps and seemingly still on two legs. Evidently unheard, it reached the man and broke his neck by wrenching his head back with its four paws, while it buried its teeth in his throat. It had not eaten the body, but apparently had whomped and dombled around in an uncouth, ferocious glee, occasionally rolling over and over it, and had then fled back into the soundless depth of the woods. So Rolling over it? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, so at that point, you know, Bauman's like, I'm out. Yeah, uh, and fucked. he just he grabs his <laughs> rifle and runs back to where they had uh, like put their horses out in a different clearing a little bit away from here, and just like galloped away. Um, yes. so, you know, it's kind of a long story, but I think it's worth it. It's literally a president writing a story that no, I, that's a sick story. Oh yeah, it's, it's like you know, Teddy spent his life in the woods, and he thought it was a good enough story to include. He thought that Bauman had his wits about him. He didn't think he was like a crazy guy making it up. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. That's actually nuts. And it's like my uh, like the reported harm. Know, uh, yeah. that's true. I didn't even think of this when I when you said that. Um, <laughs> but like you know, like gorillas when they freak out, you see them like stomping on stuff and yeah, like, they go rolling all over nuts. places. Oh yeah, and like throwing everything around. So they it's go like very <laughs> nice. easy to picture a, a Sasquatch doing that, you know? Yeah. And again, this is like 1893. They barely like they had only discovered gorillas 50 years ago. Like, how would there be a gorilla in British Columbia? Yo, that's so nuts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You said they discovered gorillas? Yeah, mountain, mountain, no, 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 not from that today, but back then. Oh, so right. In 1840, yeah. they discovered gorillas, and then in 1901, they discovered mountain gorillas. 1840? Right. Yeah, so, like, 119 years ago, they discovered gorillas in the mountains of Africa. They Holy didn't believe they were shit. real. They thought they were myths. Wow. And it's like, <laughs> you know, the locals were like, yo, yeah, yeah, no big deal. There's gorillas here. It's no big deal. 
same kind of thing. Like you hear even today, like in, indigenous tribes um, in America, which are, you know, pretty modernized for the most part, mm-hmm. they'll be like, yeah, no big deal. Like Bigfoot's here. It's no big deal. Like he's one yeah. of our ancestors. It's like a very spiritual thing. Didn't, um, sorry. Didn't they just like also um, discover, like you just sent us uh, a, a link about them discovering a new. Uh... Yeah. A new monkey this year. Yeah. Right. Which is, so, like, you know, a monkey is smaller than a Sasquatch would be, but, but still. It's, but yes, still, you, you are still learning about these primates. Like, yeah. Like, we, that kind of, woods, that, yeah. that puts it into a whole big, like, different perspective for me. Right. Because, I mean, so skeptics will often be like, yeah, technically like thousands of, or hundreds of creatures are discovered every year, but it's typically plants and like insects or frogs well, yeah, and stuff. Something as big as a gorilla taking, what'd you say, like 120, like 15? It was a, yeah, nineteen oh one, so like hundred and twenty years yeah. ago. Yeah, that's like that's yeah. when they discovered a gorilla. It took us that long. That's insane. Right, that's uh, a huge, huge animal. Right. I mean, they did know that gorillas existed, just not that specific one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay. But, it was like, but they they didn't believe it. There was like the natives of the areas were like, There's I see. Okay, the okay. They were like, oh. no, no shot. And before that, it was like the same thing with jungle gorillas. Mm-hmm. On like the lowland gorillas, yeah. they they were discovered okay. in 1840. Okay, I got it. That's still that is, that is impressive. Yeah, and it's like discovered that natives knew they were there the whole time. Right, type of thing. Yeah, sort of like you know Columbus discovered America, didn't even set foot in it. No big deal. The Vikings exactly. did, possibly the Greeks, and definitely the um the early Russians. The Russians for sure. They oh, were yeah. up in Alaska all day. Just chilling. They did. They did some bad stuff. So yeah. So I think like you know, there's a lot of uh, stigma associated with Bigfoot, Sasquatch. So people aren't willing to give it a like critical analysis, or like they're so they're like too critical. Critical. They just cast everything out. But I think there is actually like some pretty good evidence to be like there might like there very easily could be something out there. There's not enough to prove anything's out there. Obviously. Yeah. But there is enough to make people like. I think people should be more open-minded to it, basically. Yeah, it seems like right now, like especially with the internet and just mass media, like mm-hmm. it, like the the field of interest has become saturated in the sense that everyone's out to look for it. So mm-hmm. everyone's coming up with these like accounts and claims and disputes. Where mm-hmm. and like that kind of takes away like any sort of legitimacy. But then if you look at stuff like the Teddy Roosevelt account and like the mm-hmm. Patterson Gimlin, like these type of things. Right. Or if you're like in a position opinions. where you get people that are, you know, lifelong hunters, like, you know, more qualified people than the typical person who goes hiking. Like, yeah. Right. If you're in a position where people are sending you their stories, then you're also more likely to believe it because you got like weirdo hunters who are like, don't tell anybody else this. And like, yeah. you know, old people. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um, who was our boy from earlier with the, um, he, he was an expert in the walking of primates. Jeff Meldrum. Jeff Mel- Meldrum? Yep. Yes. All right. So say you mm-hmm. have his expertise. Right. right? So like, if I I mean, there's, gotta be, there's gotta be a little bit of party where it's like, I, I, I fully subscribe to this. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like, let's say you're not 100%. Let's say realistically, you're like 95%. Do you send it? Like if I were, I like I risk my career basically. Yeah. Sure. So he has said, like, he does say that it's real. He says Bigfoot's like, he doesn't say it might be real. He says Bigfoot is real. He says 100%. Yeah. Yeah, Based on what he's, the evidence he's collected. 
Okay. And like what people have sent him and stuff. Yeah, because it's like based like, on these footprints, it has to be real. Yeah, like it's not worth throwing away your career and like your expertise. right. And that's why, like, I think a lot of people who are interested in it, they don't even study it because even studying this type of like paranormal stuff is a death sentence a lot of the time. But like, even like in history, even if you, if you don't write the way they like, it's a death sentence for your career. Like you oh, won't be able I to see. get tenure. And yeah, and like a lot of these people, they're very snobby and don't like to share or like understand that other. So like, there's the obvious thing where like doctor doctorates, they're like, oh, I don't care about amateur anthropologists, archaeologists, that type of stuff. And that's so that's like one level of it where they don't accept um, amateur research into this. But then there's the other one where like the archaeologist won't necessarily respect what the anthropologist brings to the table, what the historian brings to the table, what like the sociologist brings to the table. Wow. It's like maybe you, if you just like look at it all together, you could kind of get the full picture. Yeah. And that's not obviously not just with paranormal stuff. That's with everything. Right. So that's an issue that the fields don't communicate and work together. And so like there's the unwillingness to even look at any of this Bigfoot stuff, any of the like um, maybe non-traditional history stuff that we're taught, like any fringe history stuff. They don't even want to look into it to see if it could be true. Like yeah. alternate history uh not that like um like who really discovered america type stuff yeah i have to sneeze but it like, won't come oh, man. <laughs> let's get uh-huh. in that uh zoom uh video right there screenshot yeah <laughs> uh we're gonna leave it in though you know that's not getting edited out <laughs> okay so you know that basically sums up the very basic bigfoot stuff there's all sorts of weird rabbit holes we could go down later if we wanted even if it wasn't like too. Even if it's not the full episode, like maybe when we do some of those uh, like mailbag type ones where it's a bunch of different topics, I just come in hot and I ISO for like 20 minutes and just go big foot. Hey, I'm here for it. Take your face <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, was it one of one of the like the the Bigfoot theories I'm like most intrigued by? I'd say is kind of like the the one like that relates it to Neanderthals, kind of okay. like yeah, like a relatominid ancestor of a Neanderthal, or it is in fact like a Neanderthal type mm-hmm. of creature. And I like I'm kind of like turned on by that, like right, so, like, like a well, like not, a missing link almost type of thing <laughs> that would explain why it's so intelligent and able to hide from us. Yeah. And it would even bring, like, legitimacy to, like, the one, the first story you told us about, like, the prospector dude, like, having, like, like a family structure type of thing. Like, it seems like something, like, you would expect from, like, a Neanderthal type Mm -hmm. of creature. I want that to be true so bad. Me too, man. Me too. (laughs) That's what, that's actually, like, one of the questions I have for the end. Like, um, like, how could you not want Bigfoot to be real? You know what I mean? Hearing, Like, like, hearing that story... I don't know about the second one. The second one's kind of terrifying. Right. But I, just, I mean, just in general, like, yeah. it, I, there's just like this weird, like, romanticism to it. Just, oh, and yeah. like, it's, you know, it's like American mythology. It's like our own like, thing. And we're just like, yeah, we'd have Bigfoot, no big deal. So I know what it feels like now, but what does it feel like? Let's say, oh, like, Bigfoot's real. Then what happens? Do we lose it? We lose a little bit of that. Uh, like, well, what's going on with the. I yeah, we so. lose I a little bit of, like, the specialness to it. I feel like for, like, a year, all the Bigfoot people are, like, they got their chest puffed out. And then after that, it's like, what do you do? Yeah. Like, you're still weird at the end of the day. You know, like, a lot of these people are real weirdos. No, even, they like, are. The, even the legitimate ones. Oh, yeah. Are, like, you know, try to do it the right scientific way. They just, like, happen to believe in Bigfoot. Like, most of them aren't. They got, like, a weird energy to them. So, at that point, it's like, 
Okay, so now you can't explain to be like, I'm a Bigfoot guy. Everyone's like, yeah, Bigfoot's real. No big deal. We proved it. Exactly. What yeah. are you going to do? You're out of a job. Like, you got to probably come up with something crazier to believe in now. <laughs> you're, like, onto the next you're doubling down it's like you were right but now it's like oh fuck i gotta do it again yeah, you know what yeah, let's hide the evidence <laughs> you're like okay so bigfoot's real but it's not a, it's not a native species it's actually an alien <laughs> let me yeah. prove it there's the ship all right we got this oh, yeah, like, that's when they just start feeling it. like anything they say is right like yeah i got bigfoot right so yeah, they just start feeling themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, so I told you Bigfoot was right. You guys are ready to listen up about Atlantis now? <laughs> All right, yeah, let's move I on. mean, Plato, <laughs> right? Plato's a good guy. So did this, uh, like, the little bit of prep I sent you or this combo background stuff, has any of this changed your guys' uh, beliefs on Bigfoot at all? I want to believe. Like, okay. I'll be honest, like, like, we were just discussing now. It's like, what, like, what do you gain from just, like, sitting here and being saying that like it's not real right like, there's there, you should be skeptical of just about everything but right like, but you don't have to be like aggressively skeptical about it yeah just be but, like reasonable yeah even throughout this conversation it's like every time i question the, the legitimacy of anything it's not like me sitting here like claiming that i'm right you're wrong this type of thing right it's acquiring right i think that's an issue like a lot of people on both sides have the blinders up and they just don't accept anything and i think the people who are open to either are the most um legitimate the most believable yeah see i tried to i tried to play like both sides like there was times where it's like okay well like uh, can you explain that a little bit more because it's a little weird Mm -hmm. and like i don't know i feel like i was definitely like I i was turned the most by like these hearing that oh, okay these like species of gorilla that were like believed to live here mm-hmm. it's like yeah they weren't discovered that they did live there until let's say 120 years ago it's mm-hmm. like yeah. like that 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 kind of has that has some pretty good weight for me to where oh, it's okay. like to just kind of add that onto what i thought previously right especially like, okay i can't i can't just say no mm-hmm. but like maybe Right. Yeah. Especially if um like the Bigfoot researchers are correct and it is a more intelligent hominid than a gorilla chimp ETC, like it would have be able to hide better than them type of thing. Right. Oh yeah. I mean there are like there are a lot of leaps of logic associated with these things and it's like you're speculating on something that's not even proven to exist, so you're like pretty down the rabbit hole. Yeah. But you know, I kinda I fall on both sides of the fence sometimes. I'm like no shot that it's real, like no way at all. But most of the time I am open to it, which is where I think, um, again, like in the podcast that I listen to, I think that's where most of them fall is that they all want it to be real. And most of the time they're open to it. It just like depends. Yeah. It's definitely interesting. And I'm probably, I feel like I'm more open-minded towards it outside of this conversation now, leaving it. Honestly, same, yeah. I really like the, um, the Teddy Roosevelt story. Yeah, it's like it's crazy, and it's um, it, this was before like we even had a word for Sasquatch or Bigfoot or anything, and it fits like not every report, but like if you take all all the different things that people associate with Bigfoot, the bad smell, the upright like the footprints that are human like but not quite human, um, all that type of stuff like using its hands, like it broke its neck. That's weird. That's not something you see in a bear attack typically, yeah. or like a wolf attack, right? Like, yeah, no, and they usually that. eat the body and you can tell the difference between a wolf 
print for sure. And there are no, he like the guy didn't say there were wolf tracks here. Right. Yeah. So let's, it's just like a very weird story. And I think typically like today we're kind of programmed to just not take in anything from before the 1900s. We're just like, oh, they didn't know anything. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when it's like there were vampires, that makes sense. But other times I think we can be less skeptical about that stuff. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. all I got on this for now. Unless you guys have anything else to bring up. I mean, I hit, I hit all the things that I wanted to talk about. Very nice. Yeah. I got into some more things that I didn't know I wanted to talk about. That's what yeah, we're doing. That's I, what we're doing. I'd say it was like a learning experience and definitely like a great way to hash out kind of the realities between or the differences between like the realities and the farces. Mm-hmm. So hmm. definitely. I, just, I think it's more complicated than people get, basically. It was yeah. my whole thing on it. It's like, it's not as nuts as you would assume when you hear. And it's like a lot of it, I think, is because Bigfoot, people are just like, oh, it's like, it's one thing. So if Sasquatch was more normalized, that might help because it sounds yeah. more like a, like an animal than a, than a, a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to toss it back to the outro. And when we get there, we're going to wrap this puppy up. All right, so that was a lot of damage, all that Bigfoot talk. In order to wrap this up, what I've been doing lately is I've been recommending some content for the listeners, uh, stuff I've been into the week usually, uh, but, you know, didn't want to catch you guys off guard, so I just asked you to bring in any content that you wanted to recommend at all. So you guys come up with anything good? The only thing that I can really think of, I mean, I've been, you know, I love music. I've been listening Mm -hmm. to a lot of music. Um, I've just been getting super, super into the Strokes lately. Okay. Um, I really like their new album. The hell's the name of it? I'm trying to look it up right now as we speak. Nice. But um, yeah, they have some like really good songs, and I like to listen to them a lot when I'm working. I feel okay. like they're just like I don't know. They're not like really super chill songs, but like I don't know. I feel like you can listen to it, do something else, and not have to really. Like you don't get distracted. I, I, I mm-hmm. most music is like that. But like sometimes I do. Sometimes I get distracted by it. Strokes is easy. Just put that on in the background. It's like a smooth, cool sound and shit. Mm-hmm. I love it. Gotcha. Um, the new abnormal is the new album. Okay. Um, but I mean, I like, uh, you know, I like stuff on all of their stuff. Really, I've been getting real into it. Nice. That's exactly what I wanted. Great recommendation. There you go. <laughs> what do you got, Chris? Uh, I was actually gonna do a music recommendation too. So damn, we got a good, got a good fucking heads on the job. Oh yeah, no. So what was it? Denzel Curry came out with an album earlier this year um, called Unlocked. Now it's like hip hop rap, but Mm -hmm. I think the best way to watch it or look it up, go on YouTube, and they created a music video all cartoon style on the entire album. I was just going to say, I'm looking at the album artwork right now and that looks really cool. Trippy as hell. Mm -hmm. I I think both of you would love it. Okay. Is is it like Denzel Washington's Steph Curry type thing? Is that the name or is that his real name? Uh, I think it's his real name, Denzel Curry. Oh, wow. That's like a, that's a power name. Especially because if it's his real name, that's unreal. Yeah. So I can watch this all in like one go? 
Yeah, like, and like all... the album itself is mad short. I think it's like 25 minutes total. And the video might be around the same, but like wow. it's goofy as hell. It's trippy as hell. And like it's got some bops in it. That's nice. Oh, that's we really love cool. it. I'll have to yeah. check that out. Oh, yeah. And then the second one uh, music recommendation was it Run the Jewels came out with a new album this year. Okay. That's like Killer Mike and the other dude. It's yep. like the duo. So that album. Bops. I've listened to them a little bit. It's usually like mostly gas, as far as I can tell. Oh yeah. So if you ever need like something to bop, like some hard shit to bop in the background or something, I- I'd say go to them. <laughs> Very nice. That's some hard shit. So not when I'm working. Yeah. That's well, like you when know, you're sometimes like, I might need that. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, like you, you can always fuck around with that. It's like some your dogs, gaming, dude. maybe. Yeah. Uh, but hey, um, dude, I love movie or um, music recommends. So I'm definitely going to get into that. Yeah, that was fire. Um, so I don't have a music recommend, but I do have something to listen to. Nice. And that is Binge Mode Marvel, which is a podcast from The Ringer hosted by Jason Concepcion and Mallory Rubin. Uh, they're like two plus hour episodes on every movie in the MCU. So they, they dive in real deep. And uh, they, you know, they sprinkle in like a Q and A episode here and there, and it's just it's like really good stuff. Uh, they also the previous seasons they had done Star Wars, Game of Thrones, and Harry Potter, and it's like the level they go to it's crazy in the in depth stuff. So they'll do like, I mean, the Marvel movies, the most of them are like two hours, eighteen minutes, and the episodes are about the same length. So it's like pretty All cool. Right. And, um, I don't. It's probably not for everybody, like including even most like, you know, nerds that you think would be into it. But I recommend it. It's very nice. Yeah. Nah, cool. I like a good in-depth movie analysis. Mm-hmm. As someone who was two classes away from a film studies minor. Wow, so nice. What I'm are you? One of those guy. Well, that's oh. really cool. We got to do a we got to do a movie episode with this guy. Yep. <laughs> Let's do in it. We'll put it in the words. We'll add it put it in the machine crank it out yeah something will come out absolutely uh for the listeners out there one last recommendation oh my god play skyrim play skyrim okay that's <laughs> that's evergreen just do that every time i was gonna say it is the season chris i'm gonna i'm gonna level with you right now i'm just noticing this you look like miles garrett with that stash miles garrett all right <laughs> Am I wrong? I feel like I'm right. No, I Miles? see it. I see it. Uh, Jamie, can we pull that up? All right, all right, Jamie. <laughs> Damn, unreal. I wish I was that Jack. Dude was like <laughs> a paleontology major too. Yeah. So you're in good company. All right. I'm here for it. <laughs> all right, but you know, I think that's all we got here today. So. All you listeners, please remember to rate and review High Key Obsessed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you get your podcasts. And, you know, subscribe as well so that these episodes just drop right into your inbox. Come out every other Monday. You know, so not next Monday, one after that. New episode. It's coming. And while you're reviewing us, give us five stars only. Because if you don't give us five stars only, we will send Sasquatch after you. Don't want that. Do it. As always. We do welcome honest reviews, but you know, we want those on Instagram, which is at high key underscore obsessed underscore podcast and Twitter at high key O podcast. And, you know, starting to dabble with it a little bit, cranking out some good content. What I'm going to be doing is teasing the episodes with context-free spoilers. 
this one, we got a great meme for it. So be sure to follow those accounts as well. And anyway, for Chris. Hey, it's been a pleasure, man. Michael. Thomas, thanks for having us again, dude. Thanks for listening to High T Obsessed and peace out, y'all. Thank you.